All right, so here we are now with the next chapter in our series. And this series, if you've been following along, is the call or hearing the call. And we're at about chapter number five. So you can go back, listen to the previous episodes to get on board with what we're talking about. I mean, these episodes do stand alone. They do stand as ideas unto themselves. But to really go deep on this idea, which is a very big idea, then I suggest you just go back and catch up on the previous chapters. So in this episode, I thought I would talk about the call to adventure. This is the call to journey, the call to travel. And this happens when, quite simply, you're set in your ways. When the bland is bland, the mundane is mundane. The repetition is there. You've got a repetition of mind, a repetition of your habits, a repetition of your daily activities, and you just do the same thing over and over and over again. It's in that moment that you hear the call to action. It's that moment, really, (laughs) when the hero's journey begins, right? The call to, well, I say call to action. I mean, the call to journey is a kind of call to action. It's It's an action, well, is it an action? Yeah, it is an action, but it's also something more than that. So the call to adventure, which we're sort of looping, lumping all together, all these different ways in which we talk about it, is the call for something new. And if you skip ahead to the end, if you see, well, what happens on the last page of the story, you realize that the hero's journey is a full circle journey. He comes back, he or she comes back to where he began. That's how you know that it's a journey. That's how you know that it's an adventure. And what happens? They're in their environment with the same old things, the same old places, the same old habits, the same old sort of setup they had when they were first set in their ways, but everything is different. Everything's changed. And of course, it's them that's changed, not the place. (laughs) So the call to adventure is the call to break things apart, the call to actually get out of your comfort zone, to break the mold, to break the shell, to break out of the egg in so many ways. So in the hero's journey, in the the call to action for the journey, it's often portrayed in the movies as... Something very, it's something invasive. It's something that happens out of the blue, unexpected, unplanned, and in a, well, I mean, sometimes it happens in catastrophe, like in the call to change, right? The call to change happens in catastrophe or crisis. So, That illustration of the call to adventure, of being pulled out of your comfort zone without your consent or without your planning for it, that's that's really just the 
mythological way of looking at it. It's really just the the narrative way of looking at it in a romanticized and fantastical sort of fantasy sort of way. In reality, for for us, for you and me, it is to realize that we're stale. It is to realize that we need to break out of where we are. And it is something that <laughs> takes a kind of leap of faith. It takes a kind of trust in the universe because you're set in your ways for a reason. You're set in your ways for security, for comfort, for actually being able to deal with life. And of course, a lot of people would like to stand up and say, well, you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to work against your comfort zone. You need to work against your sense of security because you know, this 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 old catchphrase of, well, life begins when you step outside of your comfort zone or life begins when you're just beyond fear, when you face your fears, right? These sort of cheesy, new agey, feel-good, self-help, motivational speak sort of phrases. These are, these are really much, they're, they're really against the point. They really don't see the truth of the situation. They really don't see, well, how do we actually practically do this? What is the real feeling of the situation? They they sidestep too much. And maybe in many ways, inspirational quotes are always like that because they are just quotes. They are just these little things. So for you and me to break out of our comfort zone, it's something that takes practice. If you've done it before, if you've had the leap of faith before, then you can do it again. That really is the wisdom of old age in many ways, right? To have been on the hero's journey. Well, what happens when you've done the hero's journey? Well, normally there's a moment where you come back and you alchemate and integrate what you've learnt and then you notice when things are becoming stale again, right? That's exactly the wisdom of the older generation. That's the wisdom of the wise old man that has already been on the older on the hero's journey, right? Now, just take the mainstream example of The Hobbit, right? Because who is Bilbo Baggins? Well, he's a hobbit that's in his comfort zone. He's in his security. He's in his ways. And who comes along? Well, it's the wise old man. It's Gandalf, the wizard. And he knows that Bilbo is set in his ways. He needs to be the one to shake him up and take him out. Now, in some ways, it's easier if you have someone come along and shake you up, right? And in some ways, that's what this conversation is. Like like right now, right here, this, this exact conversation, as I'm explaining this to you, th- this is me giving it to you, right? Now, <coughs> I'm not doing it by... <laughs> I'm not doing it by saying, oh, you have to go off and collect dragon's gold. <laughs> I'm explaining the metrics and the dynamics and saying, well, now it's up to you. And in some ways, it is easier to have the leap of faith when a wizard knocks on your door and says, look, we're going off to get dragon's gold. Because the more practical thing is that there's there's no one there. I mean, the more realistic thing is that there's no one there. I mean, the, the wizard doesn't knock on your door. So, this means that we 
are very much victims of lulling ourselves into the mundane, into the sense of security, into a stale life. And it's in that moment there will be a call to adventure, a call to travel. Oh, I really want to have a holiday. And in many ways, that's, well, what a holiday is, right? Because we work, we go to work if you have a job, and then you feel after a certain time, well, I want to go on holidays. I want to have a break. And even in that, (laughs) even in that, there's a whole thing of, well, what do you really want from your job? Are you addicted to your job? Do you really feel alive from your job? And if you are getting a sense of aliveness, is that a barrier to going out and finding something new which can bring you to a deeper way of living? Because that's what the call to adventure is. It's the way of going out and finding a deeper way of living. It's the way of finding new things by stepping outside of your comfort zone and facing your challenges. And successful careers, well, that can work against you from that. I've known people who've thought, well, I don't need to have a holiday because I've built this amazing life for myself. And well, in many ways, it is an amazing life. On one level, it is a great job. It is a great thing to work in. But the call to adventure, the reason it's a leap of faith is because you don't know what you'll find. And in many ways, you don't know even if you will survive. That thing of survival, comfort, well, that's exactly the fear and the danger of the call to adventure. It's that you might not return quite seriously. And every good story, every good hero's journey story always brings you to this point where you believe the character won't make it home. You believe that that is their final destiny and they are going to die or fail their mission or not be able to return in in whichever way the story is, right? So if it's Bilbo with or Frodo with the ring in Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, then it's like, well, he's going to be able to destroy the ring, but he's probably not going to be able to get home because he's going to die or something's going to go wrong, right? And, And you feel that, you sense that. And that difference, that, that, that high-stakes gamble of should you go on the adventure, that leap of faith, that is exactly what brings you into an aliveness. And hearing the call for that, it, well, it starts as a whisper. Right? It starts as something so small. It starts as something so little. And related to this is the travel bug, because when you get the travel bug, basically what's happening there is, well, you've looked at your life and you've been like, well, this isn't so great. This is boring. I need to get out of here. And you say, okay, well, I had enough of this. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go traveling. And you go traveling and you're just like, whoa, I'm so glad I did. I've learned so much. I've discovered so much. I can live more deeply. It's just like this amazing opening. It's this beautiful thing. What an extraordinary 
life choice to make to go traveling. And then you come back and you realize, ah, I have changed. Ah, those mundane things, they don't seem so mundane. And then on another level, you do find, well, there's also a bunch of things that are still boring and that are still very much mundane and are very much not interesting. And you know the risk, right? You've faced the risk of maybe not returning. You've done the leap of faith. So for you, well, you've practiced it. (laughs) You've got more experience. And you know that it's worth it. You know, well, you did go traveling and you did get sick. You did face hardships. You did have terrible discomforts. And yet you know it was worth it because you learned the lessons. And that's exactly what's happening with the travel bug. You see the risk and reward ratio. And it's real to you, right? The only way you can really see something is by experiencing it. It's by doing it. And that's what the travel bug is. It's someone who's heard the call and answered the call and that experience is real to them. Now, for someone who's traveled, hearing the call to adventure is very loud, right? It's very real. It's very much something that they can hear and understand and all of the experiences that they've got come into it. So it's very obvious for them. But for someone who hasn't, hearing that call, that's more like, well, you know, there's something missing from my life, but I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, you know, do I have to have another day at the office? If I could just survive another day at the office. It's not so bad at the office. Right? It's really it's really hard to bridge the the glory of travel with the security of working an office job. Because when you're in an office job, it's your whole world. It's the whole world to you. You don't see, you don't imagine. You don't dream. You don't long. And so much of the office world and the working world and the workforce in in many industries, not just in office jobs, but in many industries, is set up to keep you there. It's actually designed not to give you so much of a sense of adventure because employees want to keep their employees. And in some ways, you, you're sort of thankful for this, right? You don't want to... <laughs> and, and I mean, this brings me to another point, which is that this is how advertising works, right? There's a famous beer ad where it's, you know, a billboard or an image of this, this beautiful beach, right? Just a beautiful beach. I mean, there's, there's lots of beer, ad, beer ads that are on a beach. And the phrase is something like, from where you would rather be. That's where this beer is coming from. And for me, I find that really insulting, right? I find that really distasteful advertising. It's quite a slap in the face. It's like saying, I know you would rather not be working in your job and I'm going to play into that exact desire. I'm going to play exactly into your longing and your wonderlust and your here your hearing of the call to adventure and I'm going to put a product into it. 
right? And it's not going to be a useful product, right? Beer is not a useful product. Beer doesn't make you feel more alive. Let's be honest. There's so much wrong with beer and alcohol and drinking in general. Don't even get me started. But this advertising is like, you know, I don't want to see a picture of a nice beach when I'm stuck in my office job. I don't want to walk into the office job and see, you know, some place or some tropical island which is just going to give my longing this big stimulant, right? (laughs) I sort of want to put that out of my way so that I can work in the office job, so that I can keep getting through this. And this is a constant struggle, right? This is a kind of... It's a kind of contradicting force that we're put under by modern society because we do have the office job and then we do go home and on the way we see the billboard on the way, right? This happens. This is exactly the situation that we're in. We're told about beauty, so-called beauty, through these products, through these experiences, through these services that we need to buy and consume. And yet, we're also forced into this bland job, you know, this office job, this tasteless job. And all sorts of jobs are tasteless and repetitive in many ways and challenging in many ways, right? In many industries, work is difficult. Work is work. Work sucks, right? Like the old saying goes, like the old song goes. And yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to say about that. There's a lot we can do to expand on that. But it's in all of this, it's with all this going on that we hear this call to give it all away. It's to actually leave and find the real deal, right? Because when you go traveling, you're not actually going to be at the place that's on the billboard. It's not going to be the billboard images that you're chasing or or I sure as hell hope not because that's going to be a misguided sense of what you're going to find. And the most beautiful things that you find when you travel will not be on the billboards when you come home. You'll be able to see the billboards in a very different way because you'll see, ah, this is what that, that, this is what that advertising is playing into. It's playing on my sense of wonderlust, my sense to the call of adventure, right? You might have an advertisement that even says, be adventurous. How many products have been associated with this sense of adventurous? And this is the exact call that is being misguided in you. Because the call to adventure is not to buy a product. (laughs) It's not adventurous to buy a new car. It's not adventurous to drink a certain beer or any other drink or eat a certain food. And it's not even adventurous to visit a certain place, right? The exact tourism industry, the travel industry is itself working against this. Because the call to adventure, the real adventure, is not a tourist park. It's not on the beaten path. It's in your very own experience. It's in your own ability to find new things. 
And ultimately, it's in your ability to find out about yourself, to find out what you are. So in a metaphorical sense, the call to adventure is the call to self-knowledge. It's the call to turn in, to adventure into how it is that you think, why it is that you feel, what it is that happened to you in your past, what are you in your corest being, what is your truest nature, what is your authentic expression. And of course, this is all related to the call to travel in a very literal sense, right? So it's a metaphorical call to travel or call to adventure, and it's a literal call to travel. And the call to travel is not the call to go off and do some safari in some resort that you read about in some pamphlet with some tour guide. The call to travel is to actually really take the adventure to take the risk to take the leap of faith so those are a few ideas about the call to adventure i feel very strongly about it (laughs) i think you can sense that i feel very strongly about it And I see the corruption of mainstream advertising. I see the corruption of this calling forth in you with product placement and the call to consume. So that's a little bit about that. We will continue our series. So make sure you subscribe. Please do leave me a comment as well, how you feel about the direction of the series and the direction of my channel and my work in general. I don't know if anyone's listening unless someone comments. So if there's no comments, then, <laughs> well, I'm saying these words unto myself, which does have its it does have its benefits. It's not a lost cause. So thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back with Chapter 6 in our series, which will be the next part, very soon. Bye for now.